Well, hello and good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Hangouts and Headlines Monday edition, October 10th, 2022. How is everybody doing today? Did you have a good weekend? I certainly did as my Michigan Wolverines took another win to remain undefeated against Indiana. I'm very sorry I didn't see in the chat some Indiana fans or at least some fans that had Indiana as a fandom, as a spouse. Hmm, Mondays. That sentence really didn't come together, did it, very much. <laughs> I hope everybody is doing great and fantastic. Uh, we've got a really interesting article today because what we have is not just an article about the substance of what happened, but also we get to talk a little bit about just editing things and not telling anybody that you ever edited them. Uh, the internet is really an interesting place for journalistic standards at this point. So uh, where's everybody hanging out today? What did you all do this weekend? What is on your mind? I think overall the headline section is going to be a little bit shorter than usual. Um, so we're going to have a lot of time, I think, to just chat about what everybody's doing. Watched House of the Dragon last night. That was interesting. We could talk about that a little bit, I suppose, although I don't want to give any spoilers uh, to anyone that isn't following that. Obviously, David at Prototopics and I had a fairly long-form conversation about the Rings of Power last week, uh, which I did see referenced by a number of you uh, in my social media and DMs this weekend, which was funny uh, because David's a funny guy and it was an enjoyable uh, episode. Uh, Sardinism says, morning from Ohio. I'm very sleepy. Who can blame you? It's Monday morning. Honestly, for those that don't know that are in the United that aren't in the United States, today's actually a holiday that some people get off. Um, so I don't know whether or not you are in the United States and you are getting off today. Hopefully, if you do, uh, you're not up with us this morning. Hopefully, you're sleeping in a little bit, uh, enjoying that holiday. I we don't get that day off here at uh, Hoglaw. The boss is a real stickler for that kind of stuff. Um, so, uh, we're going to be working through it. We're going to be having this episode, maybe another virtual legality. It's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can see here already people in the chat saying they canceled their PayPal and their Venmo. If you don't know, Venmo is a subsidiary of PayPal. Um, and I can understand that. I will tell you that the store is going to be pulling back from, uh, allowing PayPal, uh, payments, uh, through it, I, I think. Uh, so, you know, it, it's that kind of thing where you just have to keep track of what, major platforms are doing, exactly how they're treating their customers, um, what their terms of service say they're going to do, even here where you had an almost immediate rollback, spoiler alert, when there was any kind of outside pressure on what was happening. So I understand that. The other thing I wanted to say, I wanted to note for folks that Ian Runkle, Runkle of the Bailey, role of law, is in the chat today. If you were with us for Lawyers and Dragons this last Saturday, you know Ian had a hospital visit. We were worried about him. He still showed up in the middle of that episode uh, but it's lovely to see him up this morning. I don't know how much rest he's getting, but it's great to have him in the chat. Say hi to Runkle of the Bailey uh, if you are in there. Uh, it's uh, it's just going to be a real nice, relaxing, enjoyable Monday where we talk about awful payment processors and ridiculous terms of service. What what could be more virtual legality and hangouts and headlines than that? Good morning from Boca Raton, Florida. Waving emoji, yellow heart emoji. I like to think that yellow heart is for my Michigan Wolverines. Good morning from Nova Scotia. I hope everyone is well today. I was at a wedding on the weekend for dear friends who have been together for 25 years. Uh, oh, that is awesome. So they got married only now after 25 years. That's that's really cool. I hope that that was a fun experience. I like weddings. It was a, uh, it was a season of life uh, for us where we had our college friends and our law school friends and our grad school friends all get married. And uh, fortunately, for the most part, I uh, haven't had to do many do-overs. So we haven't had quite as many weddings to go to. Uh, but that is awesome. Leaf Lover Liz says, hi, Hoag. Hi, Leaf Lover Liz. 
co-counsel really loves leaves and plants. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> Good morning from Oklahoma. Uh, Runkle says, hello, fellow Canadian. Volkus, awesome. Good morning from Texas. Hey, from a rainy Oklahoma City. Hey, hey, rainy OKC. Hi from Germany. I read manga the whole weekend. That sounds relaxing. Anything good? Did you enjoy it? Does sound like a relaxing weekend. Good morning, Hoglaw from Annalie Finch. Good morning, Annalie. Hello from Mexico. Good morning from Nevada. I don't know why I'm saying the American Southwest in this voice, but it's it's nice to have you here. Good afternoon from Poland. Um, and good afternoon from Poland. Probably the same account. There's a coffee and a smiley face emoji there. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, this is just you're just you're just trying to trick me here. Uh, Twisted tragedy. Good morning from uh, Raxacoracophala Potorius. Mainly to see if Hogue remembers how to pronounce it. I know you've seen the show. I do not remember how to pronounce it. <laughs> In from Melbourne as usual. Just watched this week's Trials of the Century. I am sure Robert Law and Lumber will be thrilled to hear it. That is awesome. Greetings from Minnesota. Watched mostly football. Yeah, I watched mostly football too. It's quite the swing from watching the Michigan Wolverines to the Detroit Lions. If you don't know Southeast Michigan sports scene, I don't blame you. Uh, but the Detroit Lions are just the worst at football. <laughs> don't, don't put your emotions on the Detroit Lions is the best advice I can give to anybody who even hazards upon the remotest area of Southeast Michigan. Just assume they're going to lose, and your Sundays and weekends will be better. Glad to see you, Hoglaw. I saw you on BitCast and was worried when you left. Yeah, we had a bit of a family emergency. I think it has sorted itself out. We'll see. Uh, but I really appreciate that. Yeah, I haven't had to do that on, on a live stream before. Um, and so, yeah, I, I apologize for scaring anyone if, if that's uh, what had happened. Uh, but had a little emergency. Had to sort it out. I think everything's okay, and I really appreciate it. Uh, Yorkshire, I watched House of Dragon this morning after work. I'm tired from working last night. I am so sorry, Shireen. Uh, I did not get today off. I, I think mostly people don't, uh, but I have talked to clients and I have talked to other people, uh, that have, uh, that have the day off. Um, and I try to remember that when I'm, you know, sending emails and things. Um, I always try to be cognizant of exactly what I'm putting on somebody when a lawyer sends you an email, it's not usually the highlight of somebody's day. Uh, and so I try to work that in normal business hours, unless it's an urgent kind of communication. I try to do these things. And one of those things is noting, ah, you know what? A bunch of people are off today. Morning from Colorado. Made my nanny's lasagna with my mom this weekend. That sounds awesome. It was a great weekend. Smiley face, blushing emoji. That is awesome. My baffled brain. I, I really do love that. My youngest daughter really loves cooking with co-counsel um, and uh, did that a little bit over the weekend. So I think that's a really awesome thing and a really awesome memory. Um, quote unquote holiday is probably the right way to think about today. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sardinism says, I didn't even remember it was a holiday. I haven't gotten that off since high school. Like I said, certain aspects, especially like the financial sector, you got to keep a, a abreast of on this stuff. Uh, but yeah. Nope. I'm working here in Kentucky. <laughs> Only benefit to waking up, signing into work super early. I get to chat, chat, catch this live. Thanks, HB. I really appreciate it. And I can speak. We'll see if we can keep that up. Uh, Snoopy Ken's good afternoon from Utrecht, Netherlands. I'm in the middle of the L&D replay crew. Awesome. 
spent my weekend crocheting. Lawyers and Dragons, handcrafts. I think that sounds like a really fun time. Hopefully you're enjoying those episodes uh, and can catch up with us over the mid-season break here. Uh, working on Thanksgiving, says Melly Corm. Unhappy space. Should I be working on Thanksgiving already? Still in the Halloween mindset. I was just making a joke about Ian being a vampire uh, in the chat before the uh, before the episode started. Good morning from St. Louis. Uh, crazy cat queen asked by boss. Do I mean Mrs. Hoglaw? No. I was referring to myself. Um, I, uh, I, Mrs. Hoglaw, absolutely integral to the functioning of a lot of the channel and the store and those kinds of things. Uh, Michigan Bar Association, we don't let her practice law or organize those those things um, because that's the requirements under Michigan law. <laughs> Afternoon from Germany, I was stuck in meetings all morning. Teary face, unhappy emoji. I'm very sorry to hear that, Alex. Is 84DE. Uh, I have the entire week off from work, says Midnight Yell, for school. For, so their, their school is off. That is awesome. Enjoy that. I miss those kind of weeks. I'm not going to lie. Peace Niddle says, wavy face, happy face emoji. Hey, Peace Niddle. It's a good morning. We're hanging out. We're having fun. Good morning to you from Erlingen, Germany. As always, happy to be punctual and getting all of the hanging out and looking at headlines. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to have fun today. Like I said, I think these articles are actually pretty short. They're more interesting for what they represent in the story, of course. Uh, and we'll, we've got some tabs ready to talk about the specifics there. Um, but it's not a lot of content. I mean, it, that's one of the really interesting things, having looked at so many articles about so many topics now, whatever this is, five months in uh, to Hangouts and Headlines, is that a lot of the time you get like the bare minimum of information on any of this stuff. Um, and we're also going to be talking about like kind of licensing arrangements because I was caught off guard by one, which I didn't notice when I first like tweeted out about this story. And I want to I want to point those out because it's going to be something else to focus on uh, when you look at some articles. Uh, let's see here. Uh, SCJ643 says, I can't afford to cancel my PayPal due to two lines of credit being tied to it. I get you. I totally understand that. Um, and definitely don't. <laughs> if it makes your life worse off. Um, but in terms of things that people can do, I, I looked at this and said, well, I, I can't have things like payment processing be subject to the whims of somebody defining a term on the fly and deciding that they don't like me or, or somebody else affiliated with me. Um, and that is just the reality of the situation. But if you are otherwise tied to it, if you have, uh, more skin in the game as it were on this kind of stuff, Absolutely. Um, you got to stick with what works for you, uh, but with the knowledge, hopefully that we can bring in an episode like this one that, um, they're certainly leaning in, in specific directions that are not fantastic. LH Ori says, I once had my email stolen and someone opened a PayPal that apparently was suspicious of giving money to suspected terrorists. So I never had an account. Yeah. I mean, I believe it. Um, I think a lot of us have dealt with identity theft and stolen emails and things like that. And PayPal, as we'll see, I have one tab from a different story earlier this year um, where I went actually through in, in Twitter form, which is what I used to do before I had this channel and was otherwise doing virtual legalities and hangouts and headlines. Uh, and I went through some of their retention policies and their freeze out policies and things like that. And um yeah, it's it's a very active role for a payment processor who should be just processing payments, um, but they are they are not. <laughs> so we'll talk about that a little bit as well. 
Uh, Kim says, we supposedly have the day off, but most of our clients don't. So it's a work day anyway. I hear that. I hear that. The reason that my office stays open is not because I am a harsh taskmaster, uh, but because whenever you have these kind of half holidays, uh, you still have to be able to service the clients that you have. And if they're not off, you're not off. Service industry has a lot of benefits and, and good sides and some significant downsides as well. Certainly. <laughs> uh, good morning from Washington State. In Brains' voice, coffee. Coffee emoji. Absolutely. I wonder if Brains likes coffee. Brains probably has a coffee business. Uh, Ian says he is feeling better today, which is awesome, Ian. A lot of people are asking about it. thought I would highlight it. Uh, it's great to have Ian here in the morning or I guess late at night for Ian. I have no idea. Uh, Proxy says they reversed the decision about charging the fines. Kind of. We'll talk about that. But yeah, that's why my thumbnail has the big X through the one headline um, and then uses the current headline. Definitely. They rolled it back real fast um, with a uh, with a somewhat unbelievable spokesperson comment. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. Christine Shoemaker says, I watched a weekend full of football and like many here in Pennsylvania, watched the Michigan game this weekend. For those of you that don't know, Penn State, who is a top 10 team, who is Michigan's next opponent, had a bye. They didn't have to play this week. And so they were watching Michigan definitely not dismantle India, Indiana for like the first 30 minutes of the game. Looking forward to our game this week. I am too, Christine. May the best team win. Good luck to you, Penn State. Absolutely. Um, Runkle does say there's going to be a very special roll of law on the 15th. We'll get ready for it. It'll be exciting. Uh, morning from Daytona Beach. Awesome. Laura says it's my birthday. It's not my birthday. It's Laura's birthday with celebratory emoji faces. Turning 30 today. It's a big one. Congratulations, Laura. And happy birthday. Good morning, everyone. It's awesome. Sweet. Ho got my nickname right. Happy face emoji. I can make no promises about my pronunciations of anybody's nicknames, avatars, or even towns, apparently, that they're hanging out in. But I do try my best. Um, and isn't that what counts? Good morning from Edmonton, Alberta. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. Is that today? I know Canadian Thanksgiving is in October. I feel like Ian should have told me. Could have had a Canadian turkey. <laughs> Patricia has a waving emoji. Hey, Patricia. Good morning to you. Uh... Let's see here. Good morning from North Carolina. I received my Reasonable Minds Can Differ mug last week, and it is now my new office mug. I love it. That is fantastic, Jay Jones. I love it too. I have a sticker on my thermos here. My light never really adjusts very much. Um, but yeah, Reasonable Minds Can Differ. Absolutely true. And uh, a good philosophy to live by, I think. Uh, a lot of people talking to Ian, which is awesome. Good afternoon from the Netherlands. Good afternoon, Netherlands. Um, good morning, all. Waving at Ian. Love the error on fish video. If you didn't see it, Mr. Runkle put up a video about Canadian law and how it would treat the viral video of somebody sticking, I think, other fish in the fish that they caught in a fishing tournament and maybe some weights as well. Um, and I want to check that one out because games, obviously, something I love. Cheating at games is a nice dovetailing between law and, and gaming. Uh, so I'm I'm intrigued to see exactly what Canadian law does with that kind of fraud. Uh, so check that video out. I'll be checking it out later today as well, I think. Uh, good morning from Chicago Midway on the way to Mexico. Business or pleasure, Jenny? I don't know. Chicago Midway. It's a good airport. Better than O'Hare, in my opinion. <laughs> 
Uh, so hopefully you're having a safe flight and uh, a pleasant trip to Mexico. Um, good luck to you. Good afternoon from Germany. Had a great weekend. And today is off from work, so not bad at all. And you're spending it with us. It's awesome. I left my PayPal account open for eBay items, but I deleted all my payment information. Yeah, I, I, I can get that. You can also yeah, half use PayPal, um, not have an, any money in their wallets, scrape it as fast as you can, that kind of stuff. Um, that's also a way to go. Um, Donna says, from Richmond, Virginia, and coffee, but probably pre-coffee because it only has the name of the town and the word coffee. I get feeling that way on Mondays, definitely. Uh, as a Packers fan, I'm grateful for how bad the Lions are, laughing emoji, and always have been. The Packers and the Bears and the Vikings have been in a three-team division for a long time. Uh, Britt Cormier with a $10 super chat. Thank you so much, Britt. I stopped using PayPal after what they did to Eric July. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I don't care if you like Eric or his message. Um, no, you don't need to. PayPal holding over a million dollars for month was not right, in my opinion. We are going to talk about that because this has been... Um, kind of a, a constant critique of PayPal for at least the last few months, if not year. Um, and we're going to talk about that particular situation because, and I think what you said is very important. It doesn't matter if you like these people. It matters whether or not it's okay for a processor, a go-between um, to just stick their face in it and say, no, no, we're going to keep this million dollars. Oh, we're going to fine you for something that bugs us. Uh, for $2,500. These are things that are of supreme importance. And we're going to talk about their terms of service. We're going to talk about what they call their acceptable use policy. Um, but that uh, that is something that we can make people aware of on this kind of channel. Um, and so regardless of whether or not the law might uphold that kind of um, rights, we can make people aware that PayPal is the kind of company that does this thing. So that's what we're going to talk about, Brett. So thank you very much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. I started watching The Midnight Club this weekend and then did a palate cleanser with the Madame Blanc Mysteries. I don't know that one. I know Midnight Club, which I continue to think is some kind of Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, adulting special, um, is a, what, Mike Flanagan, uh, who has done stuff that I have enjoyed. Last one I watched his was Midnight Mass. Um, so I don't know whether Midnight Club will be any good. I'm interested. We'll see. Uh, but I have not watched that yet, and I don't know Madame Blanc Mysteries at all. I feel deficient. Any good? But it seems like it's a palate cleanser, so maybe a comedy-type mystery show. This weekend, says TravDoc07, Danny Ray, was for work, football, and legal paperwork. The usual shrug emoji, shrug emoji. Yeah, it sounds a, a lot like my weekends pretty often. Um, so I feel you, Danny. I'm sorry for that. But hopefully you got in some of that football and some fun uh, in the middle of legal work and, and other work. Uh, hi, also from Minnesota. Finally made a live. Thank you, promise. Hi to you in Minnesota. Uh, I don't watch football, so I watched LD twice. That's awesome. Thank you, Dancing Beagle. Um, Mr. Arica. Hmm. Mr. Arica. Hmm. I work at a gas station. No day off for me. Laughing on the floor. Uh, emoji. Sorry if I absolutely butchered your name. I really apologize. Nick says, hello from Sweden. Been reading new Swedish legislation on labor issues this weekend. Ah, interesting. Is that for business or pleasure? <laughs> I'm curious. Um, I, uh, I, I'd love to know more, honestly. It's always interesting to see how international jurisdictions treat these kinds of questions. If you're a Lions fan as I am, you don't expect to win. Blue heart emoji. Absolutely not. 
<laughs> it's funny. My daughter came in and said, they are absolutely terrible. Um, and she might've said it in a little bit more 13 year old vernacular, honestly. Uh, but, uh, she, uh, she came and I said, yep, that's just kind of the way it is. Why do you watch them? Um, you know, it's just the way it is and, uh, we don't expect much from them, uh, but they are awful. Uh, according to Razzie, about half the country's state offices are closed. Feels like that about half. Certainly when you start to get into more of the governmental offices, what I miss about PayPal? We haven't talked about it yet. We're going to get into it. We're doing Hangouts right now. We're going to get into headlines. We'll talk about PayPal. Uh, you don't have to worry. It'll be about 10 minutes, I would guess. Uh, like the way you refer to your wife, Rick. Co-counsel? She is co-counsel. This house doesn't run without her. Uh, shop doesn't run without her. Most stuff doesn't run without her. Um, so I, uh, I love co-counsel, and I'm very thankful to have her in my life. Kitty Splainin. Says, I took my daughter to her drama club field trip to say the play that goes wrong off Broadway. The best kind of mother daughter drama happens in the theater. I feel like that's a t shirt in there somewhere. <laughs> mother and daughter drama, keep it in the theater. Uh, happy face emoji. That's awesome. That's fun. Um, we love to go see um, things with our girls. So that's really, really cool. State employees, so holiday, but have a full day of scheduled employee uh, appointments. That sounds like the worst. So you exchange the day off for either work appointments or like you know, chore and medical appointments. <sighs> Being an adult. Just finished h, h replay. So happy work starts late today so I can catch one live. Hearts, smiling emoji. Absolutely. That's awesome. Good evening from Japan. Matthew Digg says, well, good evening to you, Japan. That's awesome. Good morning from a refrigerator in California. Hopefully, like an industrial refrigerator is part of your job, because I think I saw a Punky Brewster once in the 80s that suggested that you shouldn't get in refrigerators in California. But uh, that might be aging me a little bit too much. It's Thanksgiving in Canada today. Oh, OK. Fantastic. That's that's good to know. Uh, Elms, it's so bizarre to me that national holidays aren't days off in the U.S. Here for most of them, hospitality is open, but everything else closes. Some only emergency services and fuel stations are open. I don't know where here is Elms, but I think for the most part, the the vast bulk of national holidays are off. Um, they these are the kinds of things that you'd put in an employee handbook. You'd put in your policies and procedures for breaks and and vacations and things like that. Um, and a lot of offices in the U.S. will give about ten, give or take. Um, and that includes um, you know the day after Thanksgiving will be one of those as well as Thanksgiving and and kind of. Each HR department and company kind of goes through um, and, and picks and chooses what's what's going to be on that list. Banks are a little bit different. Government offices are obviously a little bit different. Um, but the, the private employers are always looking at the list and figuring out what they don't have to give necessarily. Um, and uh, some of them give this date because it's kind of separated from a bunch of other holiday dates. And you want to just give your employees something. Some of them don't because this isn't one that has historically here. Uh, been a day off for the most part. What else we got here? <laughs> You're also lucky not a day off here. Speaking of school. Um, Tanya Fox says, I'm part of several class action suits against PayPal. That's good to know. It's interesting. I'm interested in see what they are about, terms of service or otherwise. Uh, Yuri Ultra says, I have not paid through PayPal in so long. I don't even remember my password, linked account or linked card. <laughs> Sweating, happy, laughing emoji. Uh, yeah. Um, that's the thing with the internet, right? We have so many platforms and so many passwords. It can get tricky. 
Um, I don't even know how many times I've used the forgot my password on certain services. And I'm sure that's that's not a great way to handle some of those things. Um, B says, this is my last membership day. Thanks so much to all the generous uh, gifters. So let me use those one last time. All the emojis. Thank you, B. That is awesome. Um, and uh, we loved having you as a member. Uh, Bruce Grubb says, PayPal should be treated like it is a bank with all the duties and laws applied. I think the payment processors are leaning right up on getting fully regulated. I mean, that's the thing when we talk about these stories is some of the internet facing companies don't realize exactly how close they are to potentially getting at bare minimum hitting the nose with a newspaper um, by some of these politicians and, and sometimes deserved, sometimes not. Uh, but when you stretch the limits of what you can do and what you're allowed to do, you, you wind up getting that kind of eye of the legislature back on you. Uh, and I think PayPal might for this kind of stuff. Um, you, payment processing is just one of those things that's essentially a, a kind of mortar to the bricks of economy. And, and while we want companies to be able to uh, operate how they see fit, we also have to be careful with things that are actual functional um, puzzle pieces of the overall economy. And if PayPal wants to be that, if Stripe wants to be that, if various others of these processors want to be that, um, then yeah, regulation is the kind of thing that is likely to happen over the medium to long term. Christy Fletcher says, our process server got their email hacked. I got a weird message asking for gift cards. Yeah, look out. I send back the cut paste of the e-crimes and criminal code and never heard back. <laughs> nice. That's a good response. You send back like the electronic fraud statutes. I like that. Uh, thank you, Christy. That's an awesome, uh, that's an awesome anecdote. Uh, Natalie watching while in bed caught COVID after two and a half years of avoiding it. I'm so sorry to hear that, Natalie. Um, yeah, COVID, uh, COVID will make you sleepy. Um, so hopefully we can, uh, we can keep on a cool and chill level here, uh, on hangouts and headlines and you can get some rest and, and hopefully beat that pretty quick. Uh, I'm very sorry to hear it. Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely had COVID. So, uh, Watch out for yourself, and, and thank you for joining us from your sickbed. Uh, Bruce Grab PayPal shoots itself in the foot with 20-gun salute. Tongue out emoji. A little bit. You don't usually see things roll back this quickly. Um, see, uh, Nick, did you know Sweden is only second to Finland in coffee drinking? And this morning, I think I caught up to the Finns. There you go. Nicholas Starro. Making national statistics change for your viewing pleasure. He's going to bring Sweden up to catch Finland in coffee drinking just from hangouts and headlines. Uh, I think that's awesome. Pretty good. Oh, we've got people talking. Sorry about that. Uh, Voodoo Dream. Nope, don't buy PayPal saying it was a mistake because they have teams of lawyers and proofreaders. It's not a mistake. I mean, it's a mistake. Well, right. There's different definitions of mistake. Should they have rolled this out? Turns out no. Did some weird lawyer nymph elf thing get into their document and add an extra paragraph with like Romanettes and subsections? I have my doubts. <laughs> uh, Aldo says, I just saw the news about the TwitchCon injuries from the concrete battle pit of despair. Yeah, it's an awful video. I might do the virtual legality on it. We also have some Microsoft commentary. Uh, coming with respect to the Activision deal, uh, we also have Elon Musk. We 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 never lack for topics here in virtual legality <laughs> on this channel. Um, so I might talk about that because it does seem abhorrent. It almost certainly has a liability waiver attached to it. California may jump in and 
say that what liability waiver doesn't work. We'd all be guessing in this space, which is the only reason I'm slightly reluctant to do it because we don't have whatever that waiver looks like in front of us. Uh, but I might, because I think that kind of discussion, it, there's an appetite for it. A lot of people asked me about it over the last 24 hours. Um, so I might check out that video if you haven't. Uh, it's a little bit harrowing. One should know that, that one of the people uh, broke their back. Uh, but I will I will be looking into that as a potential topic, Aldo. Um, thank you. Absolutely. We got happy birthdays for Laura, which is awesome. You guys are the best uh, in the chat. Happy birthdays for Laura. Happy birthday for Laura. 30s were great. 30s were great. Enjoy them. I agree. Turkey is the worst bird, says Ian. Reasonable minds can differ. Ian. <laughs> Jacob says, my mug says, this is what an awesome gamer looks like. Never used it, though. Oh, that's a good mug. It's a good mug. All right. Hogla, is there another way to pay a person to person other than Venmo or PayPal? If not, I have no choice. No, I mean, like that. Those are the ones that people generally ask for. PayPal was already bugging me with its fees on what are effectively electronic funds transfers. Um, so from a business enterprise uh, standpoint, you can start to work on, you know, wiring and 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 e, uh, EFTs. Uh, but no, I think to, to send to a person, it's a little bit trickier, although chances are your bank account may have some functionality of that nature and that you'll probably want to check out uh, if you're trying to excise yourself uh, from these services. You're not at a at high level risk for a transfer of funds direct like that as much as they are when it hits their wallet. Um, so you can you can evaluate it that way, certainly. Um, hope PayPal stock tanks today. Uh, I don't I don't think it will. I mean, not any more than all stocks are having issues, it's especially in the tech sector. Um, but I, I think them rolling it back uh, is probably going to save them on that. Craig says, I don't use PayPal because the act of hooking up my credit card is considered as authorizing all payments making it more difficult to stop the payments quickly as PayPal takes too much time to. Yeah. Yep. I, I can certainly see that. I've seen people burned by connecting credit cards to things. I have seen people burned by overbroad ACH authorizations. All sorts of stuff that you have to watch out for in this modern electronic money moving world of ours. Um, but I do think you can take certain precautions, um, including trying not to keep money in PayPal directly. Uh, what else we got? Um, PayPal is holding money from the team behind True Flipper Zero. PayPal will not get a refund if paid through friends and family. Uh, all sorts of stuff uh, on PayPal. Yeah, they have a whole bunch of buttons to hit if you try to actually uh, move money between people and tell them what it is and whether it's a business expense, et cetera, et cetera. PayPal still doesn't have a way for people who sell intangibles, consulting, and coaching to prove delivery of service. They want a tracking number. Just, just put 001. 001. Yep. It's being, it's being delivered through, uh, mindscape technologies and it's invoice 001. Yeah. It's funny to me how many of these platforms or technology companies are ostensibly cutting edge and dealing with all the problems of a modern economy. And then you go in and you look at these cases, which aren't edge cases, right? Consulting services, uh, Coaching services, services of all kinds are uh, very much a part of the American economy, especially. Uh, and to just have PayPal be like, well, that's not that's not a good we're confused um, is 
is funny. Midnight Club is very similar to a take on Are You Afraid of the Dark and Madame Blanc is a British mystery set in France and on Acorn. Is there a channel named Acorn? I've never heard of this. This is great. MB is a good, quick, light show. Okay. I'm going to take that as a recommendation because I'm always looking for good, quick, light shows. Uh, is it is is Midnight Club literally like a reference to Are You Afraid of the Dark? I, I honestly thought that that was a silly thing that my brain did, not that that's what Flanagan based it on. Maybe I will check that out. <laughs> uh, hi from Hilton Head Island. We got people all over the place this morning. That's what I love, including places like South Africa from Lurlin. Thank you. That is awesome. South Africa, all sorts of cool places calling in. It's about that time to look at some headlines, folks. We will be back. Um, doing more hangouts after uh, we look at some headlines. So, uh, you know, save your comments, questions. I just want to make sure um, I don't miss anything else uh, as I was, you know, 10 minutes behind as I always am when I'm going through that list. Uh, but let's talk, let's talk about headlines today. And that headline is currently PayPal pulls back, says it won't find customers $2,500 for misinformation after backlash. Now, here is my first objection. <laughs> One, this is from Yahoo Life. You might have seen Yahoo Life on the thumbnail, and you saw another reference point on the thumbnail to a publication by the name of National Review. Now, the reason this is important is because for a Yahoo Life or Yahoo in general, or one of these aggregators or lifestyle outlets, in general, the way I look at these things is, well okay, it's might not going to be that uh, in-depth of a look at the subject matter. It's maybe going to be a bit more superficial, but we don't necessarily have to worry about kind of culture war infusion. On the opposite hand, when I cover a story that's done by Vox or done by, in this case, National Review, I always try to take into account what I'm looking at with respect to political Citing here. So if you don't know, in the U.S., National Review is what we would consider a very conservative publication. And you will see that come out in this particular article, especially towards the end. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. As I say, I follow Fox and Vox because I think it's important to kind of keep your mind open and figure out where people are coming from, both in your everyday life and when you're doing this kind of analysis. Uh, but it's still good to know when you're reading Fox or when you're reading Vox or when you're reading National Review or Daily Wire or anything else in between, right? Uh, if you're reading the Huffington Post, that's a little bit of a different mindset than if you're reading the Daily Wire, right? So I do think that this is maybe a little bit too small <laughs> to note that this is effectually, effectively licensed content, right? This is a National Review article. In fact, you can go, I can bring up the copyright here. And just to kind of give you an understanding of what the National Review looks at these questions like. This is under their tab for woke culture. And that kind of language and that kind of descriptor for something like this, which is ostensibly a contract law story, is always the kind of thing I would mention here in Hangouts and Headlines. Not to put you in any specific direction, but you need to note that that's kind of how the publication is thinking about this type of article. That doesn't get brought over here to Yahoo Life. Uh, and so that's kind of my first uh, objection here. The second one is that this, for all the world, looks like the article as it always was, right? Like there's there's no reference here to an update or an edit or changed to reflect. All they did was take the article place that used to be PayPal policy permits company to find you $2,500 for misinformation 
and changes it over to this and then changes all the language to match up with the fact that PayPal rolled it back. Okay. So I don't think that's the best way to handle this. I probably would keep both stories up and connect them to each other. The internet's a magical thing for those kinds of things. But bare minimum, I would put in here that this article used to say basically the complete opposite of this. Um, and that's just not happening on the internet today. It doesn't happen on National Review. It doesn't happen on Yahoo Life. And that's uh, that's not great, especially for doing what we're doing here, which is we're trying to use our thinking caps. We're trying to let reasonable minds differ, use our critical thinking skills to evaluate these things. And we don't get the full story. And that drives me nuts. Um, so right now, if you try to link to that National Review article, you see it in Google indexed as PayPal misinformation policy can cost users $2,500 fine. But that will lead to this story about PayPal pulling back, which I'm going to use the Yahoo Life version because that's where it was originally shown to me. Uh, but it does come from the National Review, which we will keep in mind is a conservative outlet. So with all that said, let's see what they describe as having happened here. PayPal has backtracked on a published policy that would have fined users $2,500 $2,500 per occurrence, by the way. We'll talk about that. For spreading misinformation, quote unquote, claiming the update had gone out in error. And then they give the spokesperson comment. An AUP notice, which is their acceptable use policy, recently went out in error that included incorrect information. PayPal is not fining people for misinformation. And this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. Our teams are working to correct our policy pages, we're sorry for the confusion this has caused. A spokesperson told National Review in a written statement. Your mileage may vary, and reasonable minds can differ on this. This is going to be editorializing because we can't know what happened behind closed doors. But I don't believe this at all. Uh, they put out an acceptable use policy, which, thanks to the Internet Archive, we can take a look at, that was supposed to go into place on November 3rd, 2022. They were giving that month notice that we so often see from platforms that say, hey, these are the things that are going to change. And in this policy, they said, you are independently responsible for complying with all applicable laws in all of your actions related to your use of PayPal services, regardless of the purpose of the use. We're good so far, right? You will make sure that you aren't doing illegal things in the jurisdiction where you're located. In addition, you must adhere to the terms of this policy or the AUP, which already gives away the game a little bit, because if they wanted to be having this conversation with you. Their spokesperson wouldn't use AUP. That sounds like some weird esoteric software thing uh, that most people are going to gloss over, but they want you to gloss over it. So they don't use acceptable use policy, which is a little bit easier for people to understand. Violation of this policy constitutes a violation of the user agreement and may subject you to damages, including liquidated damages, which is a term of art in the law, where basically you agree that whatever you just did must have cost the company that is asking for the money this amount, which is $2,500 US per violation, which gets a little bit tricky when you're selling things through a store that uses a PayPal connection or when you're otherwise putting up things on the internet. Because what is a violation there? Is it the one time you put up the information that PayPal finds is false or is it the number of clicks or the number of views or whether or not it gets retweeted or recast in some way? What is number of violation there? which may be debited directly from your PayPal account as outlined in the user agreement. And here's where things get really dangerous, right? Because they're a payment processor. Ordinarily, you have a contract like this. It's a contract of adhesion. You don't get to negotiate it. And the situation that you find yourself in is that something bad happens to you if you do something the company doesn't like 
but for the most part, they can't reach into your pocket and take it without going through a legal process, right? It's possible you might owe damages to somebody like YouTube or Twitch or Facebook gaming or Twitter for some reason. And you look at their policy and they say, yes, we have the right to go and have indemnification for this amount for this thing. They still have to prove it to someone before they can go and they can get that money. Because PayPal is a processing uh, platform, they have that money already. And what they've done is they've written their terms of service to say, we can seize it. And we can seize it as a problem enough. What we'll see is that this already exists in the PayPal acceptable use policy, but it becomes 30 times the problem the more ambiguous you get the terminology, right? So it's not just misinformation as a concept that is an issue here, but it's the fact that misinformation is basically undefinable by anyone. And we've talked about that a lot here in virtual legality, here in Hangouts and Headlines, just in general on this channel to say, look, this is a situation where we really have to talk about who watches the watchers, right? People say, well, we should regulate misinformation. That's regulating truth and taking that question out of our hands. We don't want that necessarily. Uh, and so when you get down to here, they say, we can take $2,500 directly out of your account without going through a legal process. We can take it out. Then you can sue us to try to get it back. You're already behind the eight ball. And then when we talk about these things, it becomes eminently important about whether or not they're properly defined and described. So what are prohibited activities in the proposed new AUP for November 3rd, 2022? Well, it was violating any law. Sure, that makes sense. Transactions regarding kind of vice type goods and prohibited goods, narcotics, cigarettes, drug paraphernalia, which gets pretty broad in and of itself since you can use a lot of things uh, to take drugs if you're so inclined. Items that encourage, promote, facilitate, or instruct others to engage in illegal activity. Oh, like, is that fight the power t-shirts? I mean, like, these are the kinds of questions you have to ask when somebody is saying, we can take your money directly. Uh, stolen goods, the promotion of hate, violence, racial, or other forms of intolerance that is discriminatory or the financial exploitation of a crime. What is the financial exploitation of a crime? Is that like covering trials that have ads running on them? Uh, and, and might sell merchandise if you're using a PayPal account? It's an interesting question. Items that are considered obscene. It's a nice passive voice there. Considered by who? Items that infringe on copyright. Sure. Certain sexually oriented materials or services. You're going to give me a definition, PayPal, for certain of those services? You're, you're saying you get to just take $2,500 per violation. I just get certain? Okay. I guess that's not going to be an add-on to the Hogla YouTube store. Sorry, folks. Uh, ammunition, firearms, or certain firearms, parts, or accessories. There's that certain again. Don't know how you're supposed to read PayPal's mind. Certain weapons or knives regulated under applicable law. Well, at least you have something to go on there, which is that they have to be regulated, we think. But only certain of the ones that are regulated. Good luck to you all. And we're not even getting to the provision that really bugs people yet. How about relate to transactions that show personal information of third parties in violation of applicable law? Okay, that's doxing in general as part of your marketing strategy. Support pyramids or Ponzi schemes, matrix programs, or certain multi-level marketing programs. There are a lot of multi-level marketing programs. Are we are we declaring those out of bounds for PayPal? We don't know because it's only certain of them. Are associated with purchases of annuities or lottery contracts, layaway systems, offshore banking, or transactions to finance or refinance debts funded by a credit card. We don't want to get into the double derivative financial world. I guess that's fine, PayPal. 
are for the sale of certain items before the seller has control or possession item, can't sell pre-goods, are by payment processors to collect payments on behalf of merchants, can't use PayPal as a go-between, are associated with the sale of traveler's checks or money orders, same kind of go-between concept, involve currency exchanges or check cashing businesses, go-between, involve certain credit repair debt settlement services. So this is all of the PayPal doesn't want to be in the middle of other financial uh, statements, involve the sales of products or services identified by government agencies to have a high likelihood of being fraudulent. What government agencies are we talking about? How were they identified? And what does high likelihood mean? Don't know. And paragraph five, involve the sending, posting, or publication of any messages, content, or materials that in PayPal's sole discretion. Now, folks, I'm highlighting that in the way that I'm reading it because sole discretion is as far to the side of PayPal as you can get. And if you were sitting there in my office and saying, like, Rick, what do you think of this section? One of the things I would say is, well, we should back off on sole discretion. Bare minimum, it should be sole reasonable discretion, right? Okay, yes, you get to be the arbiter, but if push came to shove and we had to put this in front of a judge, you have to be obligated to use some kind of reason, right? Sole discretion means you can be as crazy as you want. And when we're talking about my $2,500, I don't want you to be as crazy as you want, PayPal. I just don't. And these are messages that are not necessarily on PayPal, involve the sending, posting, or publication of any messages. If I tweet about a store, PayPal can take $2,500 from me? We're getting, we're getting tricky. They're harmful, obscene, harassing, or objectionable. My God, if you offend the greater powers at PayPal, you could potentially lose your money, even if you're not putting those messages on PayPal. Yikes. See, people undersold what this paragraph five actually was, focusing on that misinformation concept. This paragraph, we will see, doesn't exist in the current AUP. Uh, and my goodness, depict or appear to depict nudity, sexual, or other intimate activities. What, what, are, what are other intimate activities if they're not nude or sexual? I have questions, PayPal. I don't know that I want to hear your answers, but I do have questions. Also, what is appear to depict? If I get, if I get too close... Are those ESPN, the magazine, nude editions a problem for PayPal? I'm unclear on all this. Depict or promote illegal drug use. Depict? Okay, so if you make a money, uh, if you make a movie that has anybody um, smoking one, I guess, you could be in a, in, a, in a world of hurt from PayPal. They could just take all your money for selling that. Depict or promote violence, criminal activity, cruelty, or self-harm. Depict violence? Huh. I mean, certainly you could put comic books of all sorts of stripes in that category of depicting violence. I mean, it's cartoon violence. I don't know that people should have a problem with it necessarily. But if PayPal says you depict violence, they can take your money? Oh, my goodness gracious. Depict, promote, or incite hatred or discrimination of protected groups or of individuals or groups based on protected characteristics. For example, which we should note is not a limiting list, race, religion, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, etc., Seems to me if you're talking about taking my thousands of dollars, we need more than et cetera and certain and whatnot. It's also questionable as to what extra work this section is doing over the section that already talks about the promotion of hate, violence, racial, or other forms of intolerance that is discriminatory. But, okay, PayPal, present a risk to user safety or well-being, and then this is what everybody jumped on, are fraudulent. Okay, we don't love fraud. Promote misinformation or are unlawful. And here's where the rubber hits the road, right? According to who? 
and not WHO. They've presented enough misinformation on their own. Yeah, take that, YouTube. Uh, who is making the decision about what is misinformation, especially at the time the message is crafted? And because you can't answer that, PayPal, none, you can't answer that either, chat, uh, then your money is constantly at risk. And so when you see people push back against this, it's because of that. People want to put it in a political bucket. And I don't blame them. Culture war is culture war. I'm, I don't, I'm not a culture warrior, folks. I know that's going to disappoint some of you, uh, but that's not what I do. What I do is I look at these situations and say, this is untenable to put your money, your livelihood, your finances in a situation that has this amount of ambiguity. Um, and I said, I tweeted out, this was during the Michigan game. I tweeted out, uh, there's a lot of commercial time during American football, folks. You probably already know this, uh, but there's a lot of time uh, to, to be on Twitter between plays, really. And I said, well, look, I, I think you'd actually have to look at whether you are violating your fiduciary duties as a company to actually use PayPal as a service with this level of ambiguity and their seizure rights of your fund. And what I mean by that is it is an unneeded risk for the money that you have earned to put in a third-party vendor's rights that they can take your money from you if they don't like what you said based on definitions that don't exist. Um, and that's the reason that this came down so hard. And yes, I know, National Review puts it in woke culture. It doesn't need to be that political to have this conversation about these kinds of systems. Uh, finally, it, you are also in trouble if your messages infringe privacy, intellectual property rights, or other proprietary rights of any party, or are otherwise unfit for publication. There's an umbrella. Unfit to who? Right? There's a number of things you could say that the National Review wouldn't put in publication. Um, we don't know what PayPal standards are because they're not in the business of putting messages together. So this whole thing reads as a problem. And I really honestly think that the National Review and Yahoo and everybody else undersold the level of problem that this is. Now, we can go and we can look at their current acceptable use policy updated as of last September. So they were doing a refresh, right? One of the reasons I don't believe them is that this language, paragraph five, that's written by a lawyer, folks. That is That has Romanettes, those little letters. It has things that keep it deliberately broad to give PayPal extra powers. Um, this is, you know, the, the kind of thing that lawyers have put together. Now, I will admit it might not have been ready for prime time, right? This could be a draft that somehow got published. I doubt it sincerely. Uh, because it's right in the window of when they updated last year, which means that this is about when they had planned to publish it anyway. But they immediately disclaimed it and said it's a mistake, as if little gnomes came in there and put in paragraph five, and I don't believe them, you don't have to believe them. Uh, but if we look at what's already happening here, they already have the right to just seize $2,500 for you. That promotion of intolerance that is discriminatory, which is just a horrible way to frame that, uh, is already a right that they maintain. So PayPal can just decide that something that you do promotes intolerance that is discriminatory, uh, discriminatory, not based on anything related to statute or law, but just discriminating by kind of Merriam-Webster's definition, which is to distinguish between two things. Um, and PayPal reserves the right to go and seize that money. What you won't see, however, is that paragraph five. Instead, this section ends with, uh, identified by government agents to have a high likelihood of being fraudulent. I still have questions there or relate to transactions involving an activity that requires pre-approval without having obtained that approval. So they have that first section. They have the, we don't want to be in the middle of credit card type transactions. They don't have any of this stuff on messaging right now. And I would anticipate they won't have it after they got this back, but you do have to worry that it was effectively a trial balloon for what they want to do. 
So that, that's the walkthrough of what actually happened here. Um, you can see in this article, they talk about that a little bit. They reference a tweet here from the former PayPal kind of chief, as I understand it, David Marcus. It's hard for me to openly criticize a company I used to love and gave so much to, but PayPal's new policy goes against everything I believe in. A private company would now get to decide to take your money if you say something they disagree with. Insanity. And then the man that is everywhere on Twitter responding to every controversy, Elon Musk says, agreed. I wonder if that'll come up in a lawsuit at some point. Who knows? Uh, and National Review covers that. And then again, just to put kind of the final patina on it, you know, I, I do think that you lose some of your ability to report on this kind of stuff when you focus on things like this last paragraph, which has it recently banned gays against groomers, a group composed of LGBTQ identifying people that claims to call attention to the sexualization and medicalization of children via gender ideology and the transgender movement. Minutes later, PayPal subsidiary Venmo reportedly barred the organization from access. Evolutionary biologist Colin Wright and journalist Ian Miles Chong, who regularly expose the dangers of transgenderism for minors, have also been removed. This paragraph is doing nothing but culture warring. And again, if that's your prerogative, fantastic. You can read National Review, you can read Vox, you can read Fox, you can read all these various other places uh, for your culture war needs. Uh, but I don't think it adds to the conversation of what is actually happening here. And for folks that aren't already on your side of the culture war National Review or Yahoo, uh, it turns people off. You don't need to be a culture warrior to look at this situation with this acceptable use policy and not say, wow, that is problematic. <laughs> that is an issue for what we are thinking of as effectively a banking processing kind of concept from this platform. Very, very different from a place even like the ones that I usually stomp around in with respect to social media, which are in the business of communicating messages and generally have more draconian rules about those. But since they don't have the money in their pockets, they don't seize the money and it's less of a problem. So that's basically what I wanted to talk about. I did hear somebody reference the Eric July situation, if you aren't familiar with this. Uh, this is an individual that uh, is making a comic book and basically was told that millions of dollars uh, were going to be held by PayPal because of this kind of fraudulent rule. And I, I went through this in the middle of July, apparently, um, and looked at the various things that they had in their user agreement. And they reserved the right to basically halt all transactions from your account if they deemed you to be high risk. So this is worth noting. If you're super successful and PayPal doesn't like the cut of your jib, they reserve the right to do this. And then even though their recommendations were something like, oh, a 10% reserve, which we can at least justify a little bit like, okay, if this is a fraud, um, then PayPal, who's processing these funds, doesn't want to be left holding the bag. They can have what we would think of as kind of an indemnification holdback to keep something like 10% back. Say, okay, that's not the greatest, but you're not seizing it, which is what happens in the acceptable use policy that we're talking about today. And some kind of reasonable percentage could be understood. Instead, what they did was they froze and they held it all um, and then rolled forward as they came in. I think it was on a 90-day basis. I can't remember the details there. But that is enormously problematic because they don't explain what they're doing. They don't have to under their terms of service, but it's the kind of thing that is worthy of discussion here. And yeah, I say this doesn't have to be about politics, right? I have a tweet here that says, I'd like to point out this doesn't have to be political. PayPal doesn't talk about it as political. They just say it's a high-risk transaction for fraud. Uh, and I'm willing to grant to PayPal that what happened here, which was super success over a very short period of time, could look weird to their financial analysts, right? You're looking at it going, something's off about this. We should do something. You still have to reason through your parameters or else, yeah, we're going to talk about it. So that's PayPal. We're going to be removing PayPal from the store. I'm sorry, folks, that you use PayPal primarily, uh, but this is too much, 
too much risk and too much to put into the hands of a third party, even if they roll it back. This feels a lot more like a trial balloon that went wrong uh, than something that you have to listen to the spokesperson for. But do check these things out. You got stealth edits. You've got actual um, you know, politics brought in, which I think was largely unnecessary. You've got licensed stories uh, here. You got a whole host of things along with technology companies run amok. Uh, and so I did want to cover it in today's episode because I think I think it's interesting. Um, so with that said, what do you all think? I'm going to go back here and grab some of these. I did see some super chats come in during this discussion. And then if you have any other comments, let's talk about them. Uh, what do you think about PayPal? What do you think about that policy? Hey, maybe you think I'm reading too closely on these things and the lawyers are just going to lawyer. I'd be interested in hearing that as well. Britt comes in here with a super chat that says, like love and hate, there's a thin line between truth and misinformation. Sometimes it is just dependent on what you think the person is saying. How many disagreements happen between family members or coworkers just because one person does not fully understand the other's point? I have to say the communication system is a messy one, right? You have an idea. You try to articulate that idea. It goes out into your mouth, into the ears of the other party. They interpret what you said and they hear what it is they think you hear it, if they're acting in good faith. We can't even get into bad faith on this. We're just going to assume good faith. And it's going to be at least slightly different from the message that the person speaking intended to convey. And is that misinformation? Well, if you leave it up to the PayPals of the world and somebody's livelihood is on the line for $2,500 per violation or more, I think that you've got a real, real problem in your economy. So yeah, misinformation is going to be different in the eye of the beholder a little bit. And it's up to us as critically thinking, reasonable minds to actually look at these things and decide for ourselves what is information, what doesn't quite work, what seems to be wrong-headed, just like we're doing today, right? Just like when we're evaluating the spokesperson for PayPal and saying, I don't believe you. It doesn't match up with what happened here. It doesn't match up with the sequence of events that make sense in my understanding of reality. And I can evaluate that for myself. We don't need to have you not being able to say those things to National Review if you need to say them, but we can evaluate their truth content uh, and we can do it as reasoned adults. Rain 432, the word certain seems crafted to allow for selective and or arbitrary application of the seizure provisions, doesn't it though? Yeah, and we've talked about that with things like the YouTube terms of service or things like the Facebook terms of service, that all of these things are written in such a way that they try to give ambiguous power to these platforms. Um, and one of the purposes here in virtual legality, here in Hangouts and Headlines, is to highlight those things and to help, hopefully, arm people with the knowledge of what is happening. Not because I think that they don't have the right to make the worst platform that they've ever dreamed of. Because I do think that. I do think YouTube has the right to make an absolutely crappy terms of service, just as PayPal does. But we have the right to respond to that by saying that is BS and we don't have to use your service. Or we can at least warn people that that is in fact the case. Uh, and if you're going to be working with other platforms to know that they take that stance and that they are that ridiculous. Um, and so, yeah, I think it is crafted for that purpose. Even the parenthetical listing of things with an et cetera is like, yeah, these are the classes we know of. We didn't read through all the Civil Rights Act, but we got most of them. Uh, and, you know, the rest. Whatever whatever we think of as a protected class, PayPal, that's uh, that's what it is. Are you, are you mean? Are you mean to people that love cactuses? Uh, that's a protected class because as it turns out, you were mean to people who love cactuses and you got a million dollars in your wallet. And well, we'd like to have that in part at least. So cactus people protected class. Sorry. It was right in the terms of service. Get out of here with that. PayPal gecko gamer, PayPal implying kink shaming with financial consequences is both weird and ironic. A little bit of that in there. 
little bit of that in there. I, to me, it's it's really important. And you know, I know business messaging and corporate messaging doesn't like this, but if you're going to get into this and you're going to talk about what is going to be prohibited, if you're going to talk about it with a $2,500 fine, which is real money to a lot of people, then you better be specific. You want to tell me exactly what it is I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say. If you're not specific, we've got an issue. Uh, and PayPal's like, well, you know, for decorum, we're just certain of these things um, and appears to depict nudity. What is appears to depict nudity? What is that? Do you guys have any idea in the chat? I don't know. It, it has to mean doesn't actually depict nudity. So where are we then, folks? Where are we then? Uh, PayPal wants to be the GoFundMe of sending money and is inspired by Office Space. Yeah, we're going to need to keep all your money because you weren't wearing enough of the right flair unhappy face emoji yeah yeah we're gonna we're gonna have to go in there and ask you to give us fifty thousand dollars sorry about that <laughs> uh incredulous hogue is the best hogue this stuff makes me mad i i like to point these things out for people because i don't know i i don't like to drag journalists i know a lot of them are trying their best but like it, this wasn't enough it was focused on the wrong stuff uh, it took the spokesperson statement at face value. It changed through a stealth edit. And there's so much more to dig into there. Uh, it's why I think, especially when we're dealing with software and technology and contracts and end user license agreements and acceptable use policies, all of these places need a legal analyst. And that's that doesn't have to be me, for God's sakes. All right. But you need somebody that can go in there and say, actually, 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 Ms. Journalist, this is a lot worse than you think. And what did that take us? 10 minutes, 20 minutes? of going through that documentation. Everybody can do it, but it really helps to have somebody that reads contracts for a living. MZ became a YouTube member. Welcome to the membership, MZ. I really appreciate it and the support of the channel. All of that is awesome. Uh, Musk started PayPal. I think Musk was an early investor, if I recall correctly. Um, but there's a lot of... M M when I was doing my research for <laughs> Musk v. Twitter, he seems to at least claim founder status or early investment status in a lot of places. I don't know how true it is. I'm sorry, folks. Uh, Elon Musk is... Uh, I, I call him a wild card actor. What I mean is a lot of what he says is not necessarily believable on its face. And so we have to evaluate uh, what happens there. Um, so they still can take $2,500 if you are defrauding. Then how do those who get who were defrauded get the money back? Well, um, these messages are defrauding. The aspect is defrauding. Presumably PayPal would get the money back through the user agreement. But my God, I don't know. Uh, the answer to that is question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, because PayPal gets very sticky fingered when it has the money in those accounts. Uh, and not in a way that I think we can we can all enjoy. Uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, Kate says they basically claimed since they weren't sure he was going to deliver on the things people were pre-ordering, they were going to hold out all of it, which was an insane amount of money. Right. Um, and, uh, it was, it was just happening too fast, uh, for them. And they had enough in their language where they felt comfortable taking the million dollars and more specifically the interest on the million dollars, <laughs> right? When they, when they hold that money, uh, where does the interest go? Uh, and one, one assumes that it probably goes to PayPal in those circumstances, which is not an insignificant sum for doing something that otherwise doesn't cost you anything. And we're just not going to transmit it. We're just not going to send it to you. So we'll get it to you later, but we'll take three months of interest before that. Uh, is it mistake misinformation? Because if so, they owe all, all, owe all of us $2,500. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a bit of my joke tweet uh, when I first saw this article. I said, oh my God, you're not allowed to say PayPal's a decent service uh, in respect to PayPal. 
because we can't have misinformation like that on the platform. Uh, and I, I won't be found to be saying PayPal is a decent service. Uh, and I understand that it is useful uh, to a lot of folks. I have used PayPal. I have clients that like to use PayPal. But my God, uh, it is it is a problem child for actually moving money around and feeling like you can actually get it out. Um, e PayPal started going wrong when eBay bought it, in my humble opinion. Might be the case. Uh, certainly bigger companies that aren't necessarily invested in the mission statement of the smaller company can cause trouble. Andy, the game maker says, I think a lot of people read too much into things, especially without actually uncovering the facts of the matter. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I do think that there is a jump to outrage on a lot of stuff. Um, whether it's just commentary online or whether it is terms of service, I have videos in this channel that say essentially like you have a story about say the Ubisoft terms of service or a video game company, if you don't know it. Uh, and people are saying, oh my God, this is the worst thing ever. And they're doing this and they're stealing this. And, and that video, if you got to look at it on this channel is actually, well, it's not as bad as that, right? Because the other problem with it, and I feel bad for this because I want people to be reading closely and I want people to be analyzing things is that you can't overread these things. Um, again, it's helpful to have a legal analyst because it's like, well, that doesn't actually say that. I, I understand that you could potentially see it saying that. That's a term of art. That's not what that says. You don't have to worry about that necessarily. So we went through the Ubisoft terms way back uh, two years ago, maybe. Um, and I have a video that says it's not that bad, but it's not great, right? We went over one of their updates. It's like, well, these are the problems, but it's not as bad as these particular articles were stating. Um, so I hear you, Andy. I, I definitely think that can happen. Hopefully, hopefully we don't do that here. We try to be try to be good citizens with reading into these documents. Uh, Caitlin says, I'm a cactus person. I've got eight. That's right. So we don't know. I mean, maybe PayPal would decide that saying something against cactuses and cactus people like you, Caitlin, uh, would get folks into trouble. We can't have that. Can't have that. Uh, appears to depict nudity is for those educators where a, uh, well, yes, a, a, a prawn person uh, says we never showed anything. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, like old Cinemax movies? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ann says, Hogue, looking at some of the information, PayPal may have thought this guy was overcharging for shipping, and that is why the fraud. Don't know where misinformation came from. This wasn't a misinformation. Uh, in terms of Mr. July, uh, that was actually in July, ironically enough. Um, and that was really specifically, they didn't give him much notice at all, except for it was the highly risky transactions. Like that's what they told him, and we're going to hold it uh, for 90 days. So that's the other problem with these services, right, is they act as black boxes. Uh, we've talked about the interactions we've had with YouTube when they ding us for something and we get that email. It's like, we've determined X. Uh, and we're sorry, this must be disappointing to you, but you're you're a loser and we don't like you. And it's like, all right, YouTube, that's cool. Thank you, robot. Uh, you're wrong. And we'll talk about why. Uh, but you get those kinds of interactions with these platforms, definitely. Um, probably meant to cover things like nudity censored via slight pixelation, rays of light, et cetera. Could be. Could be. I, I don't know, honestly. <laughs> Uh, when you don't know, it's a problem from a lawyer's perspective. Uh, sibling creature, Lewis Rossman made several videos about how PayPal, amongst other payment processing services, have stopped refunding the transaction fees when the original transaction is refunded. Ah, yeah. Well, to me, that at least mirrors some of what happens for a bank when they, you know, when something gets refunded or there's a chargeback or something like that, uh, the, uh, the actual original seller has to eat it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that that is a potential problem when you are invested with this total authority of, you know, how these things work. And so they take the, they skim off the top, they make the money either way, uh, and they can cause trouble for people that are looking to be legitimate sellers, um, based on basically anything that they want, especially if a paragraph like five gets in there. 
Omegatron says it gets slightly worse, though. Oh, maybe this is an update. They tried to hold it past the 90-day rolling period as well. After a certain point, they freed it all up. I think Eric said something about going after the interest next. Yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't want them to get that interest for what is uh, a non-problem transaction that was heavily publicized, um, right? It's not a flight risk type scenario. Uh, so I think that um, he should go after that. But I hadn't heard that they tried to hold it after the first rolling period. They actually said in that original note, if I'm remembering correctly, that they might extend it if they felt like it, which again is no way to run a railroad when you're talking about millions of dollars. Um, and that's, that's what really puts the fear of God in you is that like the, you're doing this at that point, you've got orders in, you're paying costs for whatever it costs to ship and print and everything else. And that money that is supposed to pay for that, right? When you get money for goods and services, let's take my shop, for instance, that money isn't just straight profit, right? We then have to go and we have to make sure it's fulfilled and we get it shipped and we do all these various things and we do refunds, right? We had one of the mugs break. We got a new mug out there as fast as possible. And that's the kind of thing that you have to do in this. Uh, but it does mean that you basically need the money to come in to pay for the cost if you're doing these things on a kind of ad hoc basis. Uh, and that's gotta be very difficult to logistically manage uh, with your contract partners that are helping make, whether it's something in a shop or whether it's a comic book, um, without significant financial risk on your end. And it's financial risk that you didn't deserve that you was being put on you by a trusted vendor. So that's the kind of thing that you have to worry about with terms of service like that. Uh, and I think that's probably about it uh, for today. It's, it's about 8.40, so it's a little bit over an hour-long episode today. Um, I think we do have a couple more comments. Carrie says, I canceled, of course, that I had paid with uh, for with PayPal. Of course. The course refunded me immediately, took almost two weeks to get my money out of PayPal, and then another four days to get it back in my account. Yeah, well, you know, they're collecting interest on that. You uh, you start adding all those accounts together. It's some real, real money. Um, that Sarah says the contracts I review are basically asking us to give them dollars for doing this thing. And I'm like, why do we need this thing? And or this thing is way too loosey-goosey, no soup for you. <laughs> You're in charge of vendor contracts, that's Sarah? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, certainly, that's that's part of it. Uh, the most important part, there's tons of legal boilerplate, right? But the most important part, I tell this to my clients all the time, is make sure the business proposition is what you think it is, right? When are you sending money? How much? What are the risks? What are they doing for you? What are you doing for them? And getting down that specific level, because the rest we can talk about, the lawyers can fight about these things. Uh, but you have to make sure that this piece of paper actually says what is going to happen between these parties in a way that you've otherwise talked about. Because it's amazing how much difference you can get between the cocktail napkin or the golf outing and the actual contract on the page that one or the other side's lawyers send over. Uh, so you're doing good work that, Sarah. Keep up the good fight. Read those contracts. Brett, super chat number three, I think, or number four. Eric stopped taking PayPal within the first seven days. Luckily, his campaign made something like 3.6 million, so he could cover, but it was still not right. Right. So he stopped taking it and he had the cash come in directly. He could cover costs uh, and not have to worry about that particular portion of the overage. Uh, but it's not it's not right. It is not right. You have that level of success. You sell something. You don't have to like this person. You don't have to like their comic book. You do have to look at a payment processor and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's successful. And because of that, you're penalizing him. It's not great. Is PayPal the first to try something like this, says Michael J.M.? Taking people's money for subjective violations seems like it would open them up to lawsuits. Right. Well, we talk about a lot in this space, but for the most part, and there are exceptions, for the most part, the United States is going to give validity to contracts that are entered into between two parties. Now, 
when I say there are exceptions, this is a contract of adhesion. And by that, I mean, it's not negotiated. These are just terms that one side puts forth. It says you can't use our service if you don't use these. Courts look a little bit askance at that. You get into a situation like this, where especially if you could find an ideal case, right? PayPal puts in paragraph five, they restore it. They say, screw you all. We're actually putting that back in. You find a plaintiff somewhere that has something done against them that seems optically unfair to the bulk of people. They made a statement about something that might've been politically oriented, but isn't otherwise seen as beyond the pale. They made that statement on a private forum. PayPal found it and they seized $50,000 from this person. You say, okay, we're going to bring that case because this seems to be unconscionable. This seems to be against the good faith and fair dealing of what we've hired you to do, which is you're going to provide these payment processing services. And if I deliver the goods or whatever I'm doing through your service, you're going to make sure that money gets around to where it goes. That's why you get paid money, PayPal. That is what your fee is for. Um, and if they don't do that, I think you could have some success, especially in certain jurisdictions. Uh, but understand, and I didn't look at this for purposes of this video. PayPal is almost certainly going to have an exclusive venue, an exclusive law, and maybe even an arbitration provision to say that we're going to do confidential arbitration. I would suspect it. Um, and so you're going to have problems with that down the line. And you just need to, if you're a consumer, if you're a business operator, if you're someone that uses these services, you need to pay attention to the contracts or at least somebody looking at the contracts, right? I don't necessarily recommend having like a second observer, even like me, uh, because these things are going to affect you directly. But um, at least having somebody look at these things and talk to you about what's happening um, is a useful thing. Uh, and I'm sorry that it has to be that way. I wish everybody could have a, a handshake and my word is stronger than oak uh, and you could go about your business. But unfortunately, that's not what we're seeing in end user license agreement. That's not what we're seeing in terms of service. And that's why it's important to, to really look at these things. Um, but thank you for the super chat. I thought I was getting out of here, but you all sent so many super chats. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> Nicholas Starro says, checked my PayPal. Last update was seven years, two credit cards, and one bank ago. I think I'm safe. It's the way to do it. They don't have enough current information on you, Nick. <laughs> uh, I used PayPal for the last time purchasing ESOM number one. I won't use it again. I hear you. I was scammed by PayPal once, allegedly, says modest and unlikely alpha cat. Uh scared or uh, startled emoji. I remember it now, but it was su for such a small sum. I don't know. I hope they became better again, even though I got scammed. I'm an optimist. I love it. I'm never going to look down on optimism in this space. That's the way we get through life. That's the way we can look at the silver lining, the half full cup and everything in between. So I'm never going to, I'm never going to say anything about that. Let's hope PayPal gets better. That would be awesome. That Sarah says, Hogue, proposals for sponsored projects equal give us dollars to play and build this thing. Me, we've got to define the thing with some specific and measurable terms and acceptance criteria or no play time. I like the cut of your jib, that Sarah. <laughs> let's, let's make sure that we have some kind of deliverable, shall we? <laughs> and let's define what that deliverable is before we start handing out American cash bucks. Yeah. That's good. That is good. Every every organization needs somebody like you. Um, okay. I think that's it. I think we're done. I think we're set up for Monday, October 10th, 2022. I loved seeing you all this morning. Thank you so much for joining me on Hangouts and Headlines. I fully intend to have another Hangouts and Headlines uh, tomorrow, uh, but I do have a business meeting that I will let you know either in the community updates or the Twitter if that doesn't work out. Um, but I think we will be having one tomorrow morning. Um, and keep your eye out for virtual legalities and other things. And if you want to follow me and see some of these things happen early in my brain during Michigan football games or otherwise, 
Follow me on Twitter as well, at Hoaglaw. Yes, it's an infernal hellscape from which there is no escape, but I think I put out some pretty good tweets. So until then, folks, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Have a great Monday, and I'll see you very, very soon. Have a great one.